Welcome to The Right Perspective. Today, we are going back to 1991 to review an action crime movie that is definitely considered a classic, New Jack City. And the film stars Wesley Snipes, Ice-T, Alan Payne, Chris Rock, Mario Van Peebles, Judd Nelson. It's written by Thomas Lee Wright and directed everybody. by Mario Van, everybody. Uh, directed <laughs> by Mario Van Peebles. And we're going to discuss- Janai, did you just do all that from memory? Uh, no. But did, oh, it, but did it did it look it was like so I was seamless? It, it, it was so seamless. I was like, good gracious. That's not PBMF from high school. That's not PBMF from high school. I don't mean to shatter. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to shatter the illusion. But that was fantastic. That's that communications from Howard. The real A2, the real A2. We do be communicating. We do be communicating. Respect. Respect. Oh gosh. You know, and also because I have my glasses on, you can't exactly see. I'm Gotcha. In the mall. Yeah, in the mall. In the mall. <laughs> in the mall. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> we, we, we're going to discuss plot and direction, characters and acting, cinematography, sound and music. All right. But first, we have to introduce ourselves and we have to decide on a voting symbol that we're going to use to rate the movie oh, at the snap. end. And um, I, I, can't, I didn't even, I didn't think about it. Oh man, but let's start with introductions. Good okay, good. Kick us off, bro. <laughs> Hi, I'm Aubrey Wright, I'm the oldest. I'm Janiya Wright, I'm the middle. I'm Brittany Wright and I'm the youngest. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that was so unnecessary. I'm really happy. For the people who are tuning in on audio and not watching this I on YouTube, I actually feel bad because for those they who are won't get to see Britney. They need relishing. to see. No, Britney relishing. Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. <laughs> she just enjoys this baby thing just oh, a little man. too much. Go to the YouTube. <laughs> what voting symbol are we going to use, y'all? I mean, a crack rock. No, sis. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm Brittany. I'm actually on board because no, I think, no. I think listen, listen. I just want at the end for you to say <laughs> it gets three crack rocks. If we like, like it all, if we all like it. All right, hold on. Hold on. I was, I was on board. I was on board until Brittany said you get three crack rocks. Right. Now it doesn't sound. It doesn't sound good anymore. Like, cause I, I was thinking, cause I was thinking, cause we talked about it when we were doing the wire, yeah. but like, but this one is really about crack. Like it, it's it is. about crack. It is about crack. <laughs> and you know like, what? You know what? I have one. Okay. 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 It's and now I just want you to know, Brittany, this is about to be real corny. Go ahead. <laughs> it's going to be something like Janai be like, well, I think we should do three bricks because the building was made of bricks. You can't have the building with. Well, now, now I feel discouraged. I don't want to say that. I need a police officer I need to hear, with glasses I need to hear what because, your idea was. I need a police hear. officer with glasses on because <laughs> Ice T was undercover. <laughs> I was gonna. I think I was thinking. I was thinking like belt buckle because Pookie. <laughs> 
Pookie had on that gigantic belt <laughs> buckle camera. Uh, and, you know, you, know, you, you never, you never, you never disappoint. That's a, you never that's disappoint. A, that's a that's a really important you know prop. Yeah. We're, 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 we're gonna go, we're gonna just go ahead and that. I got, I got it. I got it. I got it. I don't think it's gonna be better than belt buckle. I got it. But Janaya, your belt. Listen, here's this is the one. This this is what we should use. It should be the Africa, the Africa medallion, the Africa, the African leather medallion. That you yes, because remember at the end, it's very reminiscent of the eighties too, and that time frame. But also, it was very specific because he ripped it off of. Ice T ripped it off of, well, Scotty ripped it off of Nino Brown at the end. You know, how you gonna wear this sell poison to our people? You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I mean, I think that I oh, think we, you and, sold it, bro, with that impression. Yeah. And I'm gonna, tell you, that. I'm gonna tell you the other thing. <laughs> I, w- I wish it comes back because those that was an awesome fashion item oh, that was yes. very representative of the time oh yeah listen bro i feel like you've just placed a challenge because i know it's out there so many of these black businesses right now are focused on accessories that are celebrating blackness and so bro challenge accepted to find listen. that necklace get i already know where it is yeah listen listen, listen. I the know caribbean is, village in Monrovia mall i know this is highly irregular I know this is highly irregular, okay? I need you all to keep talking for 30 seconds and I'm gonna be right back. I need you to fill it in for 30 seconds. Can, can you do that? Okay, this no is highly problem. irregular, we're, we're off script. Listen. Got it? All right, I'll be right back. Listen. Okay, no problem. This is what we can do. Yeah. Well, sis, sis you did you really see start? the necklace? Did you really see the necklace? Well, and, I, you know what? I didn't, because I wasn't specifically looking for it. Right. But she has all kinds of stuff at that place. Yeah. Like, she's where I brought my my green hat for. Mm, oh, um, for your Erica Badu. My locks cap. Yeah, yes. for Erica Badu. So, well, she you has know what? all kinds of stuff. She has crystals and everything. Yeah. She, they're going to be selling beef patties soon. As soon as Aubrey said that, um, when he started talking about that necklace, it did take me right back to that time period. Absolutely. You know, I feel it's like, like saying cross colors. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And I just remember those leather medallions and then some mm-hmm. of them were fancy. They actually like the, the actual Africa symbol was red, black and green. Yes. You know, um, yes. So no, I, I think this, this could very well be better than, than belt buckle, I think. So I love that. Well, sis, you know, I could go ahead and get started with the recap while Aubrey's back. I think that you should. You know, I think that you should. Perfect timing. He's back. Bro, we're we did did some riffing while you he got it, Brett. He has it on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and Janaya literally just described that one, bro. I just literally just described that one. Bro, it was, was it worth the wait? It was yes. 100% worth it. Oh, yes. you just made my day, bro. Y'all don't even right. know. So good. Oh my God. Now, now, now I'm ready. Let's go. Let's yep. Go. Let's now, go. I'm, 
Now I'm in the mood. Right, let's do this. Well, you know what? Let's get started with our recap here of New Jack City. So, you know, this movie is set and actually was also released during a very challenging time in Black American history, particularly in New York. It was the crack epidemic of the 1980s and 90s. And, you know, New Jack City really tells three stories. It tells the story of a particular drug operation that thrives during that time. It tells the story of a group of police officers that are trying to take that drug operation down. And then third, and I'm so grateful for this, the movie also tells the story of the impact of drugs on the community um, and, and on the people of Harlem. And so that's a lot of complexity that the movie holds. And how does it play out? Well, glad you asked. So the movie starts in 1986 and we see this drug operation called the Cash Money Brothers, CMB. They're really leaning into the sell of crack cocaine <laughs> and they're going as far as to take over an entire what apartment. Are, what are they doing? Oh, they're leaning in to the sell of crack cocaine. And yes. you know, they, they yes. go as far as to take over an entire apartment complex by force to turn it into a crack house kind of base of operations. And over three years and at its height, CMB, the Cash Money Brothers, their business is now, it's at some point, it's a $1 million per week enterprise with about 300 employees, okay? And the leaders of the group, it's Nino Brown, played by Wesley Snipes, his best friend and second in command, G Money, played by Alan Payne. And these guys, they've grown up together in the drug trade and have become savvy businessmen in the process. They have also surrounded themselves with a very well-constructed entourage of enforcers and killers and tech-savvy people and definitely some familiar faces, you know, um, for those of us watching, you know, we can discuss that later. And they're living the big, flashy drug dealer life when you're an excellent drug dealer. So parties, women, just the power. And Black then, excellence. <laughs> question mark. Um, and they're even, they're even taking steps to endear themselves to the very community that they are terrorizing with drugs by periodically, you know, giving away food and small electronics and making donations to the church. But don't think the community is being fooled. Many of them are trying to do their part to confront the drug dealers and to stop them. You know, they're going to the police, they're confronting them directly. And in particular, this old man played by Bill Cobbs. And y'all, I looked yeah. it up, this character's name is Old Man. They didn't give him no name, his name is Old Man, y'all. Yo, that's <laughs> so, it's so <laughs> interesting because I've never realized that. Like I've seen Only this movie I look. at least 30 times. I've never, I've never, I haven't realized that. Wow. Cause you know what? And we should talk about that because I almost appreciate that. Yeah, it's I good. It's good. It's good. He, he's almost Absolutely. there as a symbol. For everyone. Yep. No, that's, that's good. Right. That's good. Yep. Yep. So his, he's his old man played by Bill Cobbs and he's, he's confronting them directly, but you know what? It's not working. They, they just keep getting more and more powerful. And now of course they are being watched by the noble police. The police are watching this happen and we have a couple that are hell bent on taking CMB out. Scotty Appleton played by Ice-T, Judd Nelson played, uh, uh, Nick Peretti played by Judd Nelson. And for me, he's just the breakfast club guy. I don't, I'm sure he's been in other things, but Nick Peretti, 
you know, played by Jed Nelson. Jed Nelson, you're the black, you're you're the you're the breakfast club guy to me. And then also Mario Van Peebles, who um, directed the uh, movie, is also he plays um, the leader of. Yeah, the I forgot operation. that dude was in Breakfast Club. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. how I know him. Go 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 go. So over time, we find out that these police officers also have personal reasons for wanting to see these drug lords taken out. You know, one is a recovering addict and one had his mother killed in a random senseless act by mm. a member of a drug crew. Mm. Eventually the cops plant an informant um, who's actually a recovering addict played by Chris Rock. His name is Pookie in the movie. And the police go undercover and they're trying their best to gather information. And just as they are making progress, Pookie gets caught by the CMB. And it's like, you know, this happens at about the same time that the CMB is starting to fall apart at the leadership level. And why? Because Nino Brown is, you know, metaphorically high on his own supply, right? Yeah, he uh -oh. has become crazed with power. He's no longer being a good colleague to his, to his entourage, okay? He's even burning bridges with the suppliers, the white people, the higher ups on the, on the drug, train, drug chain. And CMB ends up blowing up the crack house in an attempt to keep the police from shutting them down. Um, and little do they know it, but it is too late because these police, they have already been gathering evidence and they are more passionate than ever at this point because we find out, Scotty eventually finds out while undercover that Nino Brown is actually the person who killed his mother Ooh. senselessly in cold blood as a part of a random drug initiation. You know, his assignment as he was entering gang life was to just kill a random person. And that random person is Scotty's mother. Well, listen, these police officers will not be stopped. Okay, there's a shootout. There's an explosion. Okay, we lose folks on both sides, you know, but of course the key players on both sides do get away. Okay, now, unfortunately, Nino, who again has lost all allegiances at this point, he blames G Money for the whole thing and then kills him in cold blood. This man that has been his brother, has been his friend literally his entire Ooh. life. He is so crazed with power and so arrogant in, in that power, so selfish, he kills G Money. And, and G Money's there on his knees pleading for his life and is killed by his best friend um, and partner, Nino Brown. So eventually, uh, one of the many people that Nino burned, his ex-girlfriend, Selena, agrees to testify against him. So the police are able to arrest him. He pleads to a lesser charge. Again, just arrogant in the trial process, okay? He pleads to a lesser charge. He even tries to throw a member of his entourage under the bus, trying to name that entourage member as, as the head of the, of the whole thing. Just lying, just arrogant. Um, he pleads to this lesser charge. And the police, of course, are livid, okay? Because the justice system has failed yet again Okay, and they had many opportunities to just kill him. They could have killed them. They could have killed these le these drug leaders, but they wanted to to do the right thing in terms of leveraging the system to take them out the right way. And so they are angry 
full of resentment and the system has failed but don't worry okay because maybe the system failed but the community is not going to fail okay because guess what old man yep. right there in the courthouse he shoots nino brown dead and then if that if that gunshot wasn't enough we see nino brown fall floors and floors crashing to his death so many down work. Uh, he falls down just, you know, had to be three or four floors. I don't know, in the courthouse. And mm -hmm. he is crushed and shot and he's now dead. And so, you know, as the viewers, you're there at the end of this movie. You are, you're, 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 you're feeling so many emotions, okay? You're angry, okay? You're heartbroken, you know? You're relieved, Okay, there's so many emotions. And then right as the movie is wrapping, the directors, they, they put a wonderful message right at the end of the movie where they're kind of like, yeah, this was a fictional story, but there are plenty of real Nino Browns out there that need to be brought to justice. So stay vigilant, people. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what it said. And y'all, that's how- Brittany, it did, it, did, it, did it have that on your version that you watched, that mm -hmm. blurb at the end? It did. It did. It didn't have it on mine, and, I, and I, on the on the one I watched, and I was looking for it. Whoa! And, and I, th I like. It was, so, and I rewinded it a couple times. I'm like, am I going crazy? Because like did I know. Miss it? So because I, I, and then I went on YouTube. I was like, I know I'm not crazy. Yeah. Just so I can see it, but yeah, I feel like for that movie, that's just the great cap off of. You have to have that. Oh, what, so well, I, I think that it it pulls it in that. It that yes, this is an exaggerated version. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we don't have a lot of circumstances where somebody's literally taking over a building that's, you know, not, not in that way, not, not, not in that, but it happens just with, with, the, with an equal amount of, of just um, damage, yep. but it's just not in that way. That's and I think true. that, and I think that the way, and of course, like the court case wouldn't have resolved that fast, you know? And I think what they were trying to say is like, look, yes, this is a, you know, a, a fantastic story, a big, you know, sensationalized story, but please believe all of it is rooted in truth of mm -hmm. what's happening yeah. right mm -hmm. now. And I just felt like that was just the icing. I mean, the so cherry good. on the top of the cake. So good. It makes, when you said that part, Janai, just really making sure to emphasize that he failed. Okay. It made me think of Sounds of Blackness and that song where they're like, the bigger, the bigger they, are, they are, the harder are, they fall. Yes. You ain't as tough as you think you are. Whoa. Like just being Nino Brown, you're, you're supposed to be this big drug dealer doing all this different stuff you're you're killing people you're stabbing people in the hand that's on your team and then as soon as you get caught you break the code mm. you immediately break the code the things that we know is people who don't do the code right <laughs> you break this code and yes. say oh he did it he was in it you know you're you're not as tough as you think you are. Right. And you know not. and and you know what and that's and what made this they, they were, they showed that complexity, you know, that mm -hmm. complexity of like, um, so even when I was writing the recap, you have this instinct to say good guys and bad guys, right? But it, it becomes clear that everybody in the movie 
is really just walking in their circumstance and, and, and doing the best they can from their perspective. Everyone is, is, is living in the conclusions that their life has enabled them to draw, you know? And listen, I am never going to, ex, ex, you know, excuse drug dealing. I am never no, going right. to, to I, I would never, but I am saying that it's complex when you're talking about um, people who have grown up in, in, in that environment and see it as a truth and a viable uh, career path, essentially. So they just held that complexity so well. And bro, you talking about like, um, just like the real stories, the sensational real stories. Well, Thomas Lee Wright, the creator, he actually did have very real specific gangsters in mind when he wrote this movie. And um, a friend of mine, pointed this out to me and I got to tell you, I was skeptical, but it's real. It's real. It's documented very well online, you know? Um, so Thomas Lee Wright, he was an executive at Paramount Studios and he actually left the company to pursue a career as a screenwriter. And one of his first endeavors was to write a treatment for The Godfather Part Three, because he knew Paramount had a high interest in making a third installment of an epic mafia tale. And he was just a lover of that film series. And his research in writing that series led him to the story of Nikki Barnes. Did mm -hmm. you hear that? That NB, Nikki Barnes, Nino Brown, a real drug dealer and one of the most powerful men in New York City in his heyday. And then as a student of gangster films, Wright saw a noticeable lack in stories about powerful people of color in that, that crime genre. And so he immersed himself in that story and um, came out with this movie on the other end, New Jack City, um, based on, you know, a, a fictionalized version of um, Nikki Brown, uh, I'm sorry, Nikki Barnes, mm -hmm. who has inspired this char character, Nino Brown, and then uh, a colleague of Nikki Barnes named Guy Fisher, who is inspiration for the character G Money. So really? I, you know, I don't know, but yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but it's, um, and I'm actually, I'm reading uh, some of this from an article and you know what, what I'll, it, it was published in 2016, written by a, a man named Reggie Williams. I'll, I'll put the little hyperlink when I post the video so people can, can find this, this article, but it's an interview with Thomas Lee Wright and it's, it's in his words. It's him saying oh, yeah. no, that's no, his yeah. inspiration. I, uh, because I could, I, first of all, I never knew that, but mm -hmm. just knowing, knowing the story of Mickey Barnes, I could see that, but the, the Guy Fisher one, that one, I, I would be interested to see how the, you know, cause yeah. he's, I mean, cause hearing that, you know, if, if you know, Mickey Barnes story, hearing that and then connected with Nina Brown, it's almost like, oh my gosh. Yes, you know what I mean? But uh, I would definitely be curious to hear how he pulled G-Money out of God for sure. I, I, so I would be curious to, to, um, mm -hmm. to so read it. I have that. a question. How did you guys feel about, um, now we all know I don't remember characters' names. <laughs> um, how did you all feel about Ice-T's character uh, using Scotty. Chris Rock's character, Scotty, and Pookie, how did you feel? How, how did you feel about Scotty using P Pookie as an informant, uh, making that decision 
uh, to have him be an informant for CMB, mm. which as when I heard, when I first heard them say CMB in the movie, um, it made me kind of chuckle. I said, is that where the cash money records comes from down in Louisiana? Like, are they just a playoff of words for that CMR? So I, that, I, that I did read chuckle. that. I did read that somewhere on the internet, um, but it wasn't from a source that I would say was the most credible okay. source, but that they somebody online did cite a connection there okay okay but yeah but how do you guys feel about him making him that a ticket making that choice taking that gamble on pookie well the um the reality is is that this movie you know right from the beginning all of the characters were really into their character you know and uh scotty um, right from the beginning, when you from the beginning of the movie, you see Scotty uh, trying to set up mm. Pookie. Um, and first of all, just let me say that set up Pookie. Pookie is a is a will end up being a drug addict, but at the time he's a stick up boy. That's right. So so he's trying. Uh, Scotty is trying to set him up, and he's setting up Scotty. So Pookie <laughs> Pookie is setting up Scotty. Uh, trying to set up this fake drug deal so that he can get his money. And Scotty is setting up Pookie to uh, to arrest him for trying to buy drugs. Right. And so it ends up being a, um, a foot chase, which ends up being a bicycle chase because Pookie grabs a, a bike and starts riding, riding, away, riding, away from, riding away from him. Let me tell and, you something. Pookie would have got away from me. As soon as he got that bike, I said, well, I said, well. Scotty was driven by, Scotty by was on. That's, that adrenaline that, and that's was on. the point. That's the point that I'm saying is that when you when these characters are introduced, you could tell how they are in a war. You could kind of tell that from the beginning. Like yep. I mean, we're, we're like you said, we don't need to discuss good and bad sides, but we can tell we can say that there are sides. Mm -hmm. There, there, there are there are sides. There are definitely sides in this in this war, and I believe that um, there was so much sub context in that first interaction between them because mm. the next time we see Pookie later on in the movie, now he's a full blown drug addict oh. and um let me just insert this that chris rock might not be my favorite actor in most situations but there is no better cr crackhead in cinematic history than pookie played by Listen, chris rock i mean there's he, so many there are things that come he, out of his character that you didn't even know that are african-american colloquialisms like you just didn't know he just mm -hmm. he just nailed it and he had yeah. the physiology because back then yes. he was so skinny so and he skinny. just really mm. he just really really nailed it but um so the and also and, and and it was in it and 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 he he and, and, and this is when you know something's well written we didn't have to spend a lot of time with him but what to understand that he was just a boy who grew up in the neighborhood a young man he was a stick a of boy of his a product of his environment and you're all somehow in just one scene they endeared us to him um as he was running away from the police i don't know how they did it so by the time he becomes hooked on drugs your heart is broken for him because you and, are and somehow it, already endeared and like knowing now you you kind of 
can see a knowing everything we know now you can see the progression without them even showing it that's right who knows because he got shot during that initial setup so maybe he had some painkillers right right maybe maybe they weren't available anymore maybe you know he he started with something to try to ease that pain and then it just you know put him into the place where he ended up in this domino effect of being where where he ended up being so i'm just saying i think that um since his story was so tragic Mm -hmm. uh that his story was representative of so much that Scotty really felt like this is a war. And so in war, you got to do stuff sometimes. And I feel like he just, he wasn't all the way on board. It wasn't something he was happy to do, but it's like, we're at war. So when you're at war, you got to do things that are risky. You got, how else are we going to get in here? And the fact that, um, because the, they had uh, CMB had the uh, Carter, it was a fortress, mm-hmm. you know. So, so you're Man, not. Man, it was a fortress. You know, and when he was explaining it, um, he was talking about how you know what you got to do to uh, uh, get in, and how you need a membership card and all this stuff. Oh, and the whole process. These people are armed to the teeth, and anything short of rolling up in there with a military, you know level brigade brigade, what what are you going to do so he uh he did what he had to do so you know where where i think he fell down he they should have watched him better that's what they did like they 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 took the risk to your point bro to to trust him to ask him to play this important role. But what they didn't do is I think provide him with enough support on the back end. You know, he should have been staying with one of them. They should have been doing P tests daily or something, but it was just sort of like they put him there um, in that high risk situation. They should have supported him differently. So I didn't question the decision to use him because- But but he was, he was living with Scotty though. He wasn't, there was point, I, he was living with Scotty when he was in recovery from drugs. Okay. But when we saw him relapsing, was I don't think he was in Scotty's was, apartment. Was, no, no, no. He was at the Carter when he when he was when he was smoking. Okay. That's, that's all why, right. Maybe that's, that's where I missed it because yeah. I I just I remember these couple of scenes where he's in a bedroom and Oh no, 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 no. Well, the Carter's an apartment building. Okay, so he's this is happening in the Carter. Got yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cause that's how he was still high. Cause crack highs don't last hours. Got it. You know, like so he was doing he was literally stealing the drugs and doing them at work. Yeah, he just he went somewhere, smoked, and came back. Got it. To the drugstore. And you know, he had taken his I see now stuff off, I guess, so that it wouldn't be surveilled, but but yeah, I, I, as far as that goes, I think Scotty knew it was a risk. Mm-hmm. But uh, to the point Brittany was uh, discussing is just that he felt like it was a necessary risk that had to be taken because, I mean, think about putting a crackhead in the drugstore. That's and what, and, and, that's and, and what Scott, Doug Nelson said. And, and, and Scotty, that's what Nick and, Peretti kept saying. Like, why are we using this guy? And, and the other thing is, that I think that they don't really like 
they don't under like I don't think Scotty fully understood the nature of addiction. And I don't think if you've mm. unless you've ever dealt with addiction, you can't really fully grasp what type of situation you were putting him in. Mm-hmm. And see, um what's was Judd Nelson's Nick what, Peretti. What was, Nick Nick was an addict before. So, so he so, knew. So he knew because like for me, being a food addict that look if you put like i i want to know buffet i, I can't myself, i can't work at dunkin donuts that's for sure they'd fire me after day one because there's the no way inventory there's no way and Done. i could <laughs> i could walk in the, the the way that you deal with that there's certain circumstances you, you don't put yourself in that's right you're trying to master it because yeah. um if you put me in a room filled with things that I like to eat, I might last a few minutes, <laughs> but I'm just letting you know that it, it was stuck. It was, it, let's use your nice Dunkin' Donuts um, it's a, example. Like it might be like, that example just, so easily? I want a donut right now. I'm always kind like, of thinking about donuts, always. Like, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just eat this uh, donut hole. <laughs> I'm gonna just get one hole, right? Like that's what you'll be thinking. You'll be like, I could do this. I'm gonna <laughs> just eat one donut hole. And then the next thing yeah, you know, yeah. you're laying in a, in a, the in a on the floor with a whole bunch of empty, you know, there's powder uh, all around your there's powder mouth. all over your face. <laughs> Just, and Dude, so you've introduced milk into the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah, there's, there's open uh, frappuccino a, bottles, and, <laughs> and you know. And I'm just the point I'm trying to make is that you're crying. Like, look, if you don't really understand addiction, which I don't Mm -hmm. think Scotty did, so that is a very interesting question that I feel like he knew was a risk. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna just let you know that Nick knew that is impossible. impossible. Like, there's no way you're putting not especially he might even make it through a couple of days because that's what he did. Like you, because they showed him at the point where he was just. Trying about so to smoke hard. yeah he was he was, he was just he was like <laughs> and he threw it on the floor you're like yes yes Pookie. you're, you're like but even in that moment even the first time you know it, you're like this is not gonna be good Mm-mm, him being no. in this in this drugstore and because and all, he was so passionate to want to help he sometimes you can't admit to yourself i can't do this I, I I I can't. He wasn't able to say, "Listen, Scotty, I've gone as far as I can," or "I need something else. I can't do this part anymore." Yeah, I think that 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 was something he couldn't do. I think about all these trends of uh, us watching The Wire, and mm-hmm. then watching this movie, and then I think about movies I've watched in the past, which I hope we get to them. Um, even watching what was the movie Baby Boo, um, uh, Shaft. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's also even, Harlem. Listen to Harlem, even uh, in the movies like I hope we do, like Hoodlum and American Gangster, and these different movies that are expressing this type of life and what can happen. Um, I just I think about Pookie's character, and I get so sad for him mm-hmm. because this is just an example of really, really, really wanting to be better and do better and, and fighting through. And I remember the very first years ago, as I never knew um, just how addictive, uh, you know, dr- 
crack is. Like I didn't, I knew it was bad, but I didn't know until I found out that they have to, in rehab, they put you on another narcotic to wean you off of being on, on crack. And I was like, they have to get you on another drug to get you off of this. When I found that out, I was just like, how, how do people rehab and gain their life? And there are many people that do, but it is a hard well, it's, process. It, and so it's, it's the, I just it's the first, felt it's the for first time, the first time you use it. Like I, I, um, I know somebody who recovered off of it, mm. but, uh, and I won't use the terms he used to describe it, but basically he, <laughs> he described how it was the first time and how it was by far the most indescribable physical feeling he's ever felt. Wow. And that it'll never get better than that, but you'll always be chasing it. And I think that the, the like, I think when you're dealing with addiction, the biggest, one of the biggest things that you learn is that you'll always be an addict and you don't yeah. want to, admit that because you want to feel like you're you've you've uh conquered it yeah but 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 i'll say that there um there was a time in my life where i got it i had been able to get into really good shape and i was really healthy but i really felt like i conquered that demon Mm. and like that left me vulnerable Mm. and and um Mm. for it for it to relapse and i think that uh pookie really believed he conquered this and but he had to go through this moment of of learning that no it's always going to be there so you always have to do what's necessary to keep yourself in the right headspace to be away from that and before he was able to learn that lesson unfortunately he he was killed i wanted him so badly to live to the end of this movie i I was worried about his life from the, and like, that is what makes it so good because that ain't how life works. Like nope. their life works, you want stuff to happen, but it doesn't work out. It doesn't like that. work out. It doesn't work out like that. Mm-mm. So, so what? So what's the? Um, first of all, we, we usually talk from the beginning about how just what your general yep. feelings are, and I'm curious to hear both of your uh, feelings on, mm-hmm. on the movie in general. You know, uh, I could go first. I- I'll tell you, I, um, I, I kind of didn't want to watch it. I'm not going to lie. You know, I didn't want to watch it. And there are all of these movies that we shorthand as hood movies that, frankly, I haven't seen them. And I don't know how, like, I didn't see them because I was alive, like, when they were coming out. <laughs> but I didn't see them. And we were church kids. I don't. I, but our friends saw them. Oh, Everybody I've seen, saw I've them. Seen everyone. Aubrey saw them one time. I know, but I didn't see them. And then <laughs> by time. the t- and then I got I grew up. You said on time. <laughs> on time. Because you said on time. <laughs> when they, I meant when they came. When out, they came least. out. Oh, gotcha. Okay, got gotcha. you. Yeah. You know, Janelle's right. comedy needs to be explained to me. <laughs> I don't know why it's so top notch. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but 
you know, I didn't see them. And then when I realized that it was whack that I hadn't seen them, you know, and I was grown, I then kind of made the decision not to see them because it is so hard for me to, to like watch these movies that lean into like these really troubling parts of uh, black American life because um, and it's because we have not historically had enough representation. And so if there is not enough, if there's only going to be one black movie a year and it's talking about crack, I'm going to struggle. I'm going to struggle a little bit. It's different now. And I'm so excited about that. I mean, right now there's so much content coming out from so many different directions that is black. You get a chance to see the full universe of blackness now on screen, but you know, before I struggled with like these movies that were just, you know, peeking into this one little part of who we are. Although I realize intellectually that it is important. It's important to document those experiences. It's a truth. It's a part of who we are. It's a part of our story we have to document. So anyway, I had just made a decision not to really watch these movies. So I wasn't looking forward to watching it really, to be honest. Um, I put it off to the very last minute. I just like, wasn't going to. And look, then... look, I, I, I don't, I don't want to stop you. I know. Please don't lose your train of thought. Okay. But I just have to say that, yes, hood movies are a great part of, of, so of especially that time, that time frame. But I really don't feel like they were pigeonholed because there are, you know, Spike Lee and there, there were like yeah. a lot of romantic, uh, black movies back then a lot of movies that handled other aspects of culture like um you're right you're right, you know bro. like do, do the right thing which i just watched recently talking about you know gentrification and just just racism yeah. and you know there there were different so i just wanted to put that there that yes there are definitely hood movies that show this aspect but yeah but, but the thing that made the 80s and 90s so special was that you had hood rap and you Everything. had conscious rap mm. you had yeah. sexual stuff and you had leaving yeah. the cc winings and you had all <laughs> this different stuff yeah that it, i feel like it was actually one of the most diverse it was because oh, i'm sick because since you when you correction. said it yeah when you said it i immediately thought about it. i was like but fresh prince was out family matters was out living single was out um you you had so many of these things going on in the 90s martin. martin you you had these shows where you were um what was the boomerang you had these another good one these shows that were coming yep. out and boomerang were, we were well, well, yeah i, I don't want to cut you off but i'm just saying boomerang, yeah. boomerang was was a good example because that is Listen. Showing, the, the movie wasn't about they were the black people just happened to be in positions of power, but it wasn't That's about all. that. And so just, <laughs> and it was all black people we everywhere. Need, we need and, to put that on our list. We need oh I, no I doubt that has to be on the like list. I really well. I and what what I'm people. what I'm saying is the, mm. but the movie was about other stuff and they just happened to be in power. Right. You know? mm -hmm. Um and, and, so I, and, and I, so I, when I, you I, said I, that I saw the first thing I thought was like man there was such a balanced perspective that was happening in these time frames when we were growing up so where now i think that's why sometimes we as people who grew up in the 80s and 90s we see what's happening and we're like what is it all world? reality tv yes, and everybody yeah. is beating each other up 
<laughs> we only have blackish right now and insecure. Like, is is that it? Is yeah. All right, but we we were terrible. We were terrible, but, we yeah. were terrible no, to Janaya. So, you did want to watch the movie, but you watched it. That's where we were. Yes, I want to thank you all for that correction as I was misstating history. Um, I will, I, I, I guess the, the general point I was making is that because I was taking in so much white content um, that I, my experience was one that was so full of white content that, um, you know, I struggled with certain parts of the black content that was I coming that. out because there was absolutely. not necessarily yeah, like that. the white counterpart of it. And it was just like, that. ah, but, but pretending like something isn't happening doesn't make it not real, you know? Yeah. And so I think that there was a, a good, a good period in life for the things that made me so angry. I mean, even now I struggle to watch the news. Y'all know, y'all know that like, me too. I actually have a hard time watching news and like keeping up what's going on in the world because I just hate it. I just hate the way that the, the, the news is reported. So anyway, so sometimes news is I reported like, in America, in, Amer to in be the clear, United States of in, America, in some other outlets, places, in the majority not, of outlets. Yeah. Even it's in not America, like that in some we have countries. some responsible outlets. It's the majority. Mm -hmm. So anyway, all that to say, I had made a decision not to watch it, was not looking forward to it really. And I was so pleasantly surprised. The movie was just, it was it, not only in my perspective, was it well done um, in terms of like the actual way it looked and felt and was written, but the actual kind of like complexity of the story that they were telling. I just wasn't even giving the movie the credit it deserved in terms of, I, I didn't think it would be able to hold the nuance of, of, of the, the, the crack epidemic. I just didn't believe a movie could hold the nuance and it totally did. So that's a long like answer to your question, bro. But I, I was pleasantly surprised. And I tell you, I, I, like, I want to watch it again already. And I just Gosh. watched it. That's how good it was to me. Like I, I just, I was blown away. Not just yeah, the I, actors, I, 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 the writing, all of it. I've probably seen it like 30 times. I think most I black know. people have seen yeah. it 30 times. Yeah. What did Go you ahead. think? Because I'm thinking yeah. at least once a year since it came out. <laughs> and then you know what I'm I just hate holiday when people are getting movie. shot. Like when people get what, shot, you say, I Brent? just want to turn it off. It's <laughs> a holiday movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring this out yes. on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, anyway, you was giving like, out turkeys. I, Listen. <laughs> Hey, I didn't even think Nino. about that, but we're, we're recording this on Thanksgiving, and it was kind of, you know, hey, happens that. So what did, you, what, did, what did you think, Britt? Don't get me started on Thanksgiving. I can't even I, I said I that word listen, in our podcast. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just joking about him giving out turkeys. Please, I wasn't. Day. I'm happy last Even Thursday I of, just, of, of I know, November. I know. I'm, I say I happy long weekend. I say happy long weekend to folks. So that's happy all last Thursday of November. I, I was, I was that's always about, happy was turkey day. Oh, sick. I was talking about him giving, up, giving out turkeys. I wasn't trying to make happy a, turkey a, day. A political <laughs> statement, one way or the other. It's, it, I apologize. But it is. But I wasn't. Brittany, what did you think about the movie? I say happy turkey day to 
everybody all the okay, time. People can, like, oh, I can, can, can we agree like, that that is long a very important discussion to be had? Well, it's not a long time. weekend for me. I work Friday and Saturday. <laughs> well, can we can we say that that that's a different discussion? It is for yes, a different day. It is. So, Brittany. So, what did you think? Um, <laughs> I <laughs> so the I, thing, I the am, thing about Brittany's so fist is Brittany's fist just looks soft and lotion. It's just, it's just, it's just <laughs> and well manicured. Yes, <laughs> that's black power. <laughs> Listen, I've come to the conclusion that my adult teeth still look like children's teeth. And my hand does not very well intimidate people. <laughs> That's what when just, I put it up. Because like when she I put it up, I was like, it. man, that was so sweet. That was. Oh. I mean, <laughs> now. I need mean, his fist on the t-shirt. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm like, what's that baby fist doing? Um. So, <laughs> I am from I show the, the picture, these movies. I have for Brittany in my contact list. Oh God! Yes, pull it up. Pull That's it up. <laughs> I actually, I'm gonna do it too. Go ahead, sis. <laughs> I have a good one too. So, so I had sent Brittany a picture of me working, uh, uh, a little video of me working out. <laughs> and she said it, and she um, sent me this back. <laughs> <laughs> And okay. it just makes me so happy every time I see it. <laughs> it's mine. It's mine. <laughs> Look at us in our matching little pink outfits and matching I, pink hair bows. I haven't seen every picture that's so ever good. existed. That's at least, but even without having seen it, that's at least in top five cutest <laughs> pictures ever taken. Even sure. though I haven't, it's probably the most, but I know it's at least. <laughs> Top five. That's a rational our statement for you to our, make. <laughs> our parents used to make sure that Janaya and I were matching all the time. And this went why well Aubrey didn't get in on it? This was right. well into why high we, school. Why we, <laughs> uh, we didn't make Aubrey get in on it? I don't like that. I don't like it. We had, okay. I told you, we talked about in the last podcast, we had different <laughs> upbringings. But, <laughs> but we do have pictures and I'm going to put we one do got a on, couple. I'm going to put yeah. one on the video before I put this on YouTube of one where we're all in coordinating red and white. Where oh, Aubrey yes. has on like a little red We're talking about that just since you put have to up. make a flash on because the screen Because that right is. Now. I'm going to put it on. You got to put it up. That I is am. the worst picture. That's awful. It is so, that is the so worst cute. picture we're in our family history. Oh, you gotta put we it up. We are coordinated. Look, you got to put it up. And I'm going to tell you, I remember taking that picture. And when you see it, when you see it, I look the most ridiculous out of all of us. And so and the, resentful. And the reason why I look ridiculous <laughs> is because I had my glasses on and they were trying to uh, fix the uh, flash in my glasses. So I kept having to make these weird <laughs> head angles so that the, to minimize the flash. It was oh, the 80s. The technology too. hasn't hadn't evolved. But anyway, Brittany, <laughs> we are so bad today. What is going we're on? Not on right. We're not on we're it. We're not on it today. Uh -uh. I think that's we're on. all right. We're on. We're Brittany, being our good days it's and bad the right days. perspective. <laughs> it is the right perspective. So, <laughs> so Brittany, what did you feel? Please continue. I, and we are focused. <laughs> I will tell you because these movies came out when I was like five. 
So <laughs> when all of these hood movies came out, I was too young to even know that they were coming out or to appreciate them. Um, and so, but when I got into high school, this is the time that I should have been watching them and quote unquote, right? And I, and I just didn't because for me, I was a church kid and they were rated R. And the most I was doing was getting my friends to record music videos for me and sneaking them. And so, <laughs> shout out to VHS. I just, I just, um, I just love that's you. my life. That's my life, and I'm sticking to it. I just love. I and just love so, so I, now I'm just picturing Brittany and Comic View in, in, in a room quietly <laughs> watching a a bootleg recording. Y'all, wait. Okay, I'll go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Something happened that I I had the photo. I had to just pull it right you, now. Oh my god. <laughs> What are you? I what forgot it? I had already scanned it. So I, ah! <laughs> uh, this is the picture of us in our matching. So where, where is Brittany <laughs> even looking? Brittany's looking at a completely different I'm looking at the camera because y'all were looking off to the side, baby. That's I what you did in the 80s. Me. In the 80s, I, you're supposed to go. I, I was ahead of my time. I already knew I was going to be Yo, a model. I know we have. It was on. like Brittany. I look know. at the camera. Look, yes. the, the it just ballies, hit me. It hit ballies. me, and I already had scanned them, and I have so many of them. Yeah. So we I had to just so do cute. it. Oh I'm sorry. God. We look so cute. Listen, Refocus. shout out to Aubrey's box part. <laughs> that was you called had a rock had a Nino Brown going on. No, that was called a rock ham. Okay, Come on, Rock I'm sorry. That bad. Yep. We are, we are back focused now. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that we are back focused. We sure are. Really? Sorry. What were so, your thoughts? <laughs> so the coming with that mindset, um, I and plus I'm, I'm someone that watches BET often, um, so I would mm -hmm. always see parts of these types of movies. Yes, that's I, my there thing. Were Little pieces. Exactly. There were certain things though that I didn't know came out of this movie. Um, like Rick Ross has a line in his song. I'm like, Pookie, that be controlling me. And I'm like, oh, got it now. It's connecting. Okay. And, and you hear these things, or like how um uh Tyler Perry has said often as Medea, like he has this part where he's like rock a bye, baby. And I'm like, that's so funny. <laughs> And now but I know why it's like even it? more funny. Yeah. Right. But no, I'm just, this is, so this is what I'm talking about. Like, building. It was <laughs> building to it, bro. Right. So this, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I didn't know that all these things came out of I this movie. I love this so much. I love so, <laughs> when I was watching it, I was like, I appreciate this movie before I even appreciate it. Wow. <laughs> but I will tell you That's this. crazy. That's I, crazy. Because, yeah, because so you. So many little quotes. Right, I got know, you. But I will tell you this. I literally uh, was getting sick when I saw um, Chris Rock going through his rehabilitation oh. and getting off of the drugs. Oh. It literally, I felt my stomach hurting. And I was just like, what is this? But it was watching him. It made me so mm. sad that he has to go through this. Mm. And then it made me think about, because I am, so Janaya is level 87 Black Power, right? I am probably level 32. And so <laughs> I'm not quite up there just yet. There's some things I'm like, oh, okay. Janaya like I'll say the much, N word. She doesn't like that. But is it much higher than 87. Probably 132. <laughs> and so I, 
I at 32%. Me at 32%, I watched this and it made me frustrated Mm. to think about so many things that have happened in our community that Mm. have been out of our control. And it just watching it and then to see these black men want power so bad because it's been stripped from them it's been been taken from them their our narrative in this country has never was never meant for us to have any type of power it was never meant for that and so to see them want to do this but in the same breath they are tearing down the very community that they were raised in but then feeling okay to give out turkeys to this community it was so intense to watch this. The other part of it was seeing that there's, you don't, you know, people can be paid to do things, but you don't realize how many people, if you give them money, how they will neglect morals, they will neglect ethic, they will do, they will neglect all these different things just to have money. And so that for me, was um another just frustrating piece of it and then also to see these white people in power be the ones that the black people are buying the drugs from destroying our communities but their communities are thriving restaurants stores the streets are clean no dilapidated buildings it was just watching these things happen and it was so it was it was frustrating um to an extent and then also just watching friendships deteriorate over over certain things Mm. like that that was also a hard part to watch um and then just saying wesley snipes like i know we all know him right now because some tax stuff but him in his heyday as an actor you might know him over right Right, you know, just the stuff that is coming out on the book. But Wesley Snipes in his heyday, an amazing actor. He took Nino Brown he and that. just he, did he made that. me hate him. He made me hate he him. He did that role. Boy, he yeah, did I'm so good. well. He did it real good. But, yeah, but a- so so I will say, and over so overall, I I did I did enjoy the movie, but it it was and there were a couple of times I did have to walk away. I had to rewind. Um, a few times to be like, okay, let me, I missed that. Let me go back, you know, but it's, but the movie overall, I didn't enjoy it. I did. Well, I mean, clearly, uh, um, New Jack City to me is just a masterpiece. It it really is. I I agree. And and Mm -hmm. I, from the beginning, every actor was so invested into their role. But the reason why Wesley Snipes is a method actor, Mm -hmm. which means that he's a little crazy. A genius and crazy kind of... Thin line. It's a thin line a lot of times. They live in the same apartment. They are at least in the same apartment. Yeah. At least bare minimum. They are roommates. Bare bare minimum, the same hotel (laughs) with a joint... Sleeping head to toe. With a joining room. But um, <laughs> but the thing is, is that you can see in this role, like they talk about when he when he did Blade, which was is another one of my favorite movies. That like yeah. everybody had to call him Blade on the set, and um, 
So at first you think like, man, I think I'd be thrown off to do something like that. But I'm going to tell you, when you see it produce results like New Jack City, mm -hmm. you get it. Because when you're watching him, man, like the whole movie, all everybody did their thing. But but uh, I'm just saying, so the acting is f fantastic. The, mm -hmm. the way, matter of fact, let's talk about that. Like, is that okay to talk about the actors? Let's do it, bro. Let's okay, do so, it that so, way. Yeah, so, so I, I normally would love to save this for last, but Brittany brought it up. So I just want to talk about, I want to talk about it now, about how well Wesley Snipes did. <laughs> I want to talk about it now. He, be, he became <laughs> Nino Brown. Oh, and I'm going to tell you, so I'm going to tell you, and you might not, uh, well, I, I, obviously as a, um, as a dark skin guy growing up in the eighties, right? You know what I'm saying? especially in Pittsburgh, it was, you know, like pe people would describe, women would describe guys like who were interracial, like he's mixed. Like it was a positive explanation, you know, description mm. included in the, in the, in how this guy's being described. You know what I'm saying? Colorism so, in our community, hello. You know, and, and I mean, you know, all, you know, good hair, that kind of stuff was still, popping and it is what it is but wesley i truly feel shifted culture in 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 mm. that movie because like when when he came out i believe he started what i called the dark skin guy renaissance because when he was just such a powerful Sorry. person and and like i i feel and i joke about this with my light skin homeboys like look I feel like you can zero it down to the moment where he stabbed Christopher Williams in the head. He was like, I never liked you anyway, pretty motherfucker. I was like, oh, like, get to the light skin man. It was like, after that, everything changed. It was it was just like, you know, because after that, you know, now being dark skin was a good, you know what I mean? We had our... Dark skin dudes, you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, that character, uh, he did such a good out, job. And, and I'm just saying, so well. like, to, to be a character that's involved in being able to actually shift culture because Woo. he changed what it was to mm. be like, you know, a hardcore. Yeah. And, and uh, the other thing I feel like he played well was just that dichotomy of being. See, the thing is, is that um, you look at. Janai spoke about it earlier. Everybody's just playing out their circumstances. You're living in your context, and man. What I'm saying is, mm. if you put Wesley in uh, Wesley, if you put Nino Brown into a different circumstance, and he was raised somewhere else, he would have, he still would have been a sociopath, but he would have been <laughs> a CEO. Because a lot of, you know, a lot of people who mean? reach high levels are, are sociopaths because they're willing to do. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, they yep. will do to move forward. And they just showed he just did a phenomenal job. And, and and you know what else is a universal story is the arrogance and the selfishness that can bring a person to that top place of power can be the very thing that brings them down. Yeah. You know, bring them all the way and, down. And I actually have a quote here. This is actually um you know, this is a quote from, from the writer and he is 
it's in that same article where he's talking about um, just that relationship between um, Nikki Barnes and Nino Brown and G Money and Guy Fisher. Uh, he says, um, part of what traveled from Nikki to Nino was G Money. There was a real person named Guy Fisher, Nikki's right-hand man. One of the great William Shakespeare plays I've always loved was Othello. Jealousy was the downfall of the main character, the green-eyed monster. Most of all, I liked Iago, the lieutenant, who would whisper into your ear and play to your insecurities. I would say Nino Brown's arc was very similar to Nikki Barnes's rise and fall. Although in the early drafts, I tried to get more to the fact that he'd just been released from prison and then it goes on. But um, in New Jack, you come to see Wesley Snipes and you see Nino already in power, already doing anything to kind of maintain that space. And I thought it was to play the complexity of being able to um, be someone that the audience is both rooting for and hating, um, someone that you can identify with because you know opportunity is opportunity. And when it's in front of you, there's something right about seizing it. Um, but there is also, and then, and then you're also at the beginning, there's something about that, those people that are around Nino and the way that he's like, like, like galvanizing his little entourage, his little community of we're, we're, he, there's, I can't remember what the chant was. It's something about my brotherhood. Brother's yeah. Am I my brother's keeper? And there's yes, just like, there's, there's something that you are enjoying about the way that, um, that leadership arc starts with Nino. There's something in it that you're appreciating. You're like, he's doing a really good job of getting those drug dealers organized. You know, there's something like you're, you're, you're appreciating that charisma. That's the word I'm trying to find. Um, but then that same charisma that, that was, was, was had people kind of like rallying around him and doing whatever he said, that was the exact same thing that just took him over the top and made him start to feel untouchable. And bro, when you started talking about, there was the moment where you felt like it was like a, a dark skinned man's triumph. <laughs> I started thinking about the, um, the moment when I started to hate Nino and you resent him the whole time because he's a drug dealer. Mm -hmm. But you, I started to hate him when he turned on his girlfriend, Selena because there's something you always want bad guys to like and again I don't like the you know you know what I'm talking about but what there's always the, the redemption is always in the intimate moment right yeah. it's like all right you've made these choices and you have this persona that's activating in a certain way but in the intimate space is where you're supposed to be able to to see be the truth more and vulnerable more vulnerable there's a kindness and when he lost that when he was mocking his girlfriend because she um, she couldn't in, have she was, children she was in I just said you know what this man has crossed over and all of that that was drawing us to him all of that charisma all of that natural leadership ability um we see now that it was it was really just it was just the begin. it was just it was it was the the birthing of what became just this beast. I I, I don't know, but that was a moment. And she's part of, she's part, cause is it, was it, he said, cause she was the one that was able to help him. Well, oh, she, she was she, a big she, part of the game. She, she, she was a huge part she, of it. She connected him to Kareem. Mm -hmm. 
Which, who was a technology guy and but yes. also finance guy, so and that a finance they can, guy. So That's that they right. can launder launder the money. So she was a huge part. And the I'm gonna tell you, there are a couple of scenes that he got into. Speaking about that, like when the the last scene where he was talking, where he had Selena, and he grabbed her, and then he poured the champagne on her, oh. and he was like. Cancel that bitch. I'll buy another one. Let, I've never looked this up. I've never looked this up because I don't, I want to feel like, I feel like he just came up with that almost in a oh. moment because it was just so mean. It was so mean. Oh. So evil. <laughs> Bro, so, I wonder if that was written or if that was him and his that I wonder, and I never want to look it up because I don't even want to know. It's it just so felt good. like. It just felt like he was so caught. And even though it's one of the worst lines in the sense of, in terms of being mean, it's one of the best lines in terms Damn, of bro. just being a, a line in a movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna tell you that scene and the scene where he shot G Money. Oh, you know what? I'm going to my- With tears in his eyes. I was like- I'm so, I said, you have the nerve to be sick. You know what? But, but that's Brittany, but it's the but, complexity. But that's what it was. And because the, to me, the two best crying scenes that I've ever seen is definitely Glory with Denzel Washington when he was getting whipped. And um, this scene with oh. Nino and G Money because I've never see, seen Glory. Look, put it on the list. It. Put it on the list. I'm but but it, it's it's gonna be rough. I know, that's the thing. But it's but so you can see it. the reason why I love that scene with Nino and G Money is because without even dialogue, like Janai said, you saw him progressively becoming more and more of a monster. Worse. But but in that scene, you could see the monster doing battle to take over. That's you can right. see like after this moment. He's That's going it. to be no all the way back. one way or the other. And you could see it, it was such a fight. Like there was even a moment where he slightly took the, put the gun down. Yeah. Yep. He slightly. And, and it was both of them. Now, now listen, G Money didn't have that same issue of um, being a sociopath. He didn't have that, but he was also, there was arrogance in, in that was playing a part in the way that he was showing up as well. And he named that in that scene. Okay, here's the notes I took. I don't know if they're exactly right, but here's here's what I had. I have G Money and Nino Brown on the bridge. What happened to my brother's keeper? You embarrass you know, me, man, in front of all those people. That's G Money talking about his ego as he's sitting like there. You treated me like I was spineless. I love you, man. Keisha dead. Da da da, man dead. Let's do man. us, man. Let's go back the way it was. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am, Wesley Snipes said, and then shot G Money right in the head. That's when I started crying. I was crying mm. on that scene. I don't know if, mm. I mean, he literally, he said back, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. And then shot G Money, pleading for his best friend, his brother, really, on his knees, pleading for his life. You know, challenging him yeah, to recall it's, it's, the good it's, times. It's, what it's about everything about. we've been through? What about our our vision? We're, we're supposed to be in this together, good or bad. You know, we, we're brothers. 
And he says, yeah, you know, we are, but you, you, you're dead. You're dead to me. You're dead. Uh, and then he killed. I, really? I, did, look, did it, how did you, how did that scene handle? How I'm did, about to start crying you? right now. It yeah, it's hard to think about. It's, it's it, like, it affects my whole mood. I can't even it. deal. You know, I was, I was really sad, but as you guys were just sitting here thinking about it, I almost talking about it, I almost feel like Nino Brown did G Money a service by killing him. And, Uh-oh, beca- wait, and listen, wait, 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 listen. Wait, wait, and what and what I say, <laughs> the reason why I say that is because I think somewhere Nino Brown knew he would never be able to do right by G Money. He would never be able to be to go back to that person. And so there would have been some type of war and wedge between them to where eventually somebody was going to take somebody out. But almost is to, to keep G money from, from being, I mean, and again, I don't like the fact that he killed him. That was horrible. Like I just, but I, I do remember watching that like, okay, they'll run away and become drug dealers somewhere else. Ugh. Like it, it was a fairy tale ending in my head. Oh, right. They're going to start another drug game somewhere. And when he shot him, I was like, okay, okay, all right. He's dead now. But as you all were just talking, it just made me think about that. Like, did he do him a service by killing him? Because- That's an interesting question, sis. That's an interesting, what's your reaction to that, bro? As someone who's seen the movie at least 31 times. Right, right, like- I I mean, there's, you can't do somebody a service by killing them. I mean, like- Unless they're- I think I think I think you can make an argument about doing somebody a service by killing them if they are in pain, if they if there is a okay, worse, well, 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 a, no, but in yes, this case, yes, yeah, no, but yes, you're right, you're right. So let's say there is a scenario know, where yeah, there are scenarios there is mercy where, and killing where there's mercy, yes, um, but this wasn't that to me because right, G money, I don't feel like he was a lost cause, like he, he was down a path, but. I, I, the, well, no, he, I, not, not in his life, but just in terms of their friendship. I, that's what I'm thinking of when I say that, like he did a service killing him because their friendship would never be the same. And I, but, but, and, but, that's, Nino, but like, that's, but then that's, that. but that's, he Struggling serviced him. That. He serviced himself because he got rid of, uh, you know, but there's, there's no, G Money it, it w- was a, a weaker person, and, and that was shown in his um, lack of true confidence, and which resulted in him literally just deciding to do drugs. He didn't even get hooked in ways that other people get hooked, like I'm trying something, or you know, like he just decided to get on crack. You know, so he was a weaker person. But as long as you're alive, you always have a chance. Well, in most situations, you have a chance to get better. And I feel like there were only selfish motivations in Nino doing that. He just got bro. And bro, listen, I agree with you. I think this is one of those situations. And I have a, a friend that says this all the time where two things can be true. Because I think you're right that it was so selfish. But Brittany, this proposition that you're making, Brittany, I kind of feel like this is um, this might have been what was going on in Nino's head. 
Nino, because think about what the last words he said before he shot him. Am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And now I'm killing you. And so it's almost like he's saying, he's saying, you are not right. You're, you're, You're irredeemable. Well, it's, it's well, like it, you're, irre- you're irredeemable, or you are not cut out for what's next. Almost yes. like you're, you're not. Yes. You're, what's coming next? This life on the run that will require us to 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 operate in a way that my crazy mind believes will be the right way for us. You're not. You're you're, you're uh, not. It's not for you. You can't continue. Exactly. There are things that are. I'm taking care of you by killing you. But this is how I'm. Because when you say that, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, I am. And then he shot him. That's what made that come into my mind. Like, I I see that. This is Nino Brown's sick way of saying, I'm keeping you. Okay. And I'm saving you from this. I can see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. It's a little little twisted the way I was. No, 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 I, was, no, I, 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 I was see. Just like, I, I see, and, and you know, it's, it's funny, it's funny I had to how, get there. it's funny how, how it works because that scene is always so emotional for me that I think my emotion just always goes to like, because it's that. too much. It's so like, like it, it, it's like my A emotion lot. just always goes to. But I'm just saying, it always goes to Nino was just trying to eliminate this burden. Because he but, was, but. but... But it's so funny how after all this time, and he, yes, he said, I, you know, am I my brother's keeper? He said yes. And then, and it's just so funny that I, all this time I never considered like... What's going on in his mind? Why would he say that and then kill yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because because like Brittany said, I mean, in his way... He's taking care of them. I'm keeping you. Like I, I can't. I'm taking care our, of you. Like our like, friendship will never be the same. What like is Janai, to yeah, bro, point? What is going to take? Yeah, yep, yep. We about to be life. on them. It'll never happen. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm keeping you in this moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm it, keeping and you. There, and, and then there, especially the way he was in that courthouse where he started turning on people, naming people. He mm-hmm. would have absolutely named G Money. That's one of the best friends since we was five. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know maybe, them. Like maybe he, he knew he was going down. Going off. Yeah, he was like, we're not going to make it through this. You're going to die by somebody's hand. Let it be mine. You Man, know? Yo, There's is, a lot of potential. So, this, compl- is so, this is so good. This is why it's so good, good to debrief and watch together. This is this is the value. So good. Of, I'm now, about to go watch this movie again after we get out. I have to also watch it <laughs> again. Because I, I, I want to see it with, I want to be thinking that during the scene. What if uh, we watched the whole movie, the whole time, just trying to empathize with Nino? Like that would be a really interesting exercise. Um, well, I ain't empathizing with nothing when he was holding up that little baby. <laughs> oh. I ain't, I ain't empathizing with a damn thing. I texted text Aubrey and Brittany. asshole. <laughs> I said, what the hell? I texted Aubrey I said, was he holding this little, at first I said, oh, he's going to get the little girl. I said, oh, we're seeing humanness from Nino. I said, no, he's holding up this little girl. I was like, okay. Yeah, that that was um this is that was that was that was that was a bold decision. That was awful. And and, and I'm saying as as a movie, 
that was a bold decision and I respect so it because it's just letting, they need to show the level of his, of his. Was that another part that he came up with or was that in the movie? Oh, that was clearly written in because that the little girl, be. I mean, he had, would, he she would, turned yeah, yeah, back, yeah, yeah. she dropped yeah. something, she turned back. Yeah, like, like he wouldn't, he would, I'm sure he wouldn't, would. well, I don't think so. But can I also say that's <laughs> another thing that makes Nino one of my favorite characters because in a lot of the movies and television and cinema media, the street level, they won't physically um, uh, uh, combat or, or uh, uh, come in contact with, they won't, they won't fight with like the Italians. You know, usually it's like, okay, you got the mafia, the mob or, or whatever, but, and you got these black people who are willing to do whatever to each other, but the um, mafia or the whoever, they're always off limits. And I thought that it was interesting that um, not only is Nino willing to do whatever, obviously within his own community, but you don't have to respect somebody in a good way, but you can respect, like, like I respect poison. Like, you know, it's yeah. not saying it's good, but I respect that yeah. this can kill me. And I'm just saying, I respect the fact that Nino, when they called him and, and it was like, uh, you know, said whatever they had to say, told him that he had to get spanked at that wedding. He said, okay, well, guess what? You, it was just like, he was almost like, okay, you think you're bulletproof? Let me quickly, uh, re-educate you and as a matter of fact i'm gonna do this myself and, and that and that goes that goes to show though how far gone he was because at the end of the day there are only so many of those pipelines now again it's like i hate and resent like it's so angering as even as we talk about the reality of how drugs are actually getting into black communities that it's not black people benefiting the most we know that it's like anyway i'm resisting urge to like go on tangent about like white people as the owners and gatekeepers of everything and us running around the basketball court but anyway um so it's like hello to, as a as a businessman you don't kill a pipeline and so he had gone so far off the deep end in terms of just that arrogance that he wasn't even thinking, you know what, me, me killing this pipeline, literally killing them, it, it, it makes me more dependent on another pipeline. And um, so well, as from a business perspective, it's like you're, you're, you're well, well, let me, let me, let me, let me interject on that one because mm -hmm. the beef was that he was no longer relying on them. But bro, so that, but bro, he, so he had, I can't remember. It was like he had gone from the attack. That's right, to the proof. But, yeah. but bro, now he would never be able to go back. Do you see what I'm saying? He's now made himself more dependent on the Peruvian pipeline. Whereas he could have walked away from one pipeline in a way that, though. bro, he, he killed them. No, when, but, but, when, but, but, but listen, listen, but, but, but leading up them, to it, you leading up to it, bringing me a doll with a noose around the neck. You but, don't but respect me. But they, they weren't going to, they weren't going to let him go. Oh, they were going to kill him. 
Yes, that they came to the wedding to kill that's him. That's what the wedding was for. Oh, that's right. That's right. They were going to kill him. They weren't going to let him go. And then in retaliation, they he killed them. They motorcycle that's man right. and killed them. Exactly. Um, killed him because, good, too. Took, them all, yeah. took out 10 of them, 11 of them. And Listen, one thing, when and he one thing killed I, the top guy, I said, yes. That was the only time. I'm just saying I respect him. He shouldn't have been sitting on the, park, on, on the sidewalk. Keep, because keep if you remember, Because if you remember when they first came to him, and he said, you know, you cut us out about 10%. He told him, like, listen, we are self-contained now. And that's what started the whole beef. Thank you for this. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, they, y'all, they didn't like that. They didn't go ahead, like go ahead Jenna. I was going to say, while we're on the actors and the characters, we can maybe just quickly call out these other actors that we have been saying their character names. So, for example, Da 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 Man was played by Bill Nunn. AKA the police officer from Sister Act. Um, we had, you know, everybody knows who Bill Cobb or, is. Or or Radio Raheem. He or Radio Raheem. That's right. Y'all saw- Wait, the character's yeah, name was Dada see- Man? Yeah. No, it's it's Dada Man. I don't know where Janelle got this extra the third da. Okay. I feel it's I the think- Dada Man because he stuttered. So okay. it's the Dada Man. Listen. Well, I love the fact that that was so genuine because in our community, that's just stuff we do. <laughs> yeah, that's your like name Bill now. Bill Cosby talks about oh. it. He was like, to the world, your mother, when you come out, you're named this. But to the world, they can name you Cockroach. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what's happening. Your name is da-da-da, man. Hold on. Yeah. Your mama didn't name you that. Hold on. Before we get too far, both of you have seen Do the Right Thing? I have seen everything yes. Spike Lee has ever done. I've seen I, I someone I've that seen, I have again, carefully watched Spike Lee bits and pieces. By, oh, by bits and pieces, movie, but you know, yeah. but you know, who, you movie, know, who Radio Ryan is. Yes, gotcha. And I but know the, the real... only reason, mm-hmm. the only movie I've seen fully through is um, I always forget the name of this movie, the college <laughs> movie, School Days. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm always uh, we, like, we big brother that hair might. Exactly. That's the only one I've seen. That we got to do that one at some point. Also, also want to call out Christopher Williams, who played Kareem Akbar, Vanessa Estelle Williams, who played Keisha, talking about Rockabye Baby. I was like, who wrote this line? Listen, okay, can we just pause at her for a second? (laughs) I I knew Brittany was on. Brittany, Brittany had to had to emphasize that right. Listen, let me tell you something. I first I was a little upset because I felt like they wasn't doing her hair right at first when it was first sitting at that. It was ninety one. I said it was ninety one. That's how we wore listen, hair. But no, I was looking at her compared to Michael Michelle Michelle Michael, however you say her name. I was looking at her in comparison, and I said, okay, they could have done something different. But finally, you know, her hair was done whenever they was doing whatever, and I was like, all right, fine. But what knowing her initially as um in the flames like that's how that's right <laughs> knowing her the from truth. the cosby she'll be my companion she'll be my companion flame. so be knowing her as that Brittany, I- you <laughs> just so blew her. my brain <laughs> off you didn't make that connection bro i have never <laughs> How could you not make oh, that just, connection, just, bro? Just, You're just so wrong for that. Because that, I'm thinking to myself, this is my uh, introduction to, to Vanessa, the, Vanessa, right? I this is my it. introduction to her. 
And then the next part from her was when she was playing this in the Soul Food series. That's what I'm like. Black, you know, little black movie roles here and there. But then to go back to this being probably one of her first major roles, I was like, that was crazy she's for me. Such too. a great actress. Yeah. She's so good. And she I'm does happy not for get her. enough shine. She's I'm so happy good. that she was able to pivot and show some diversity Listen, in her. Yes. She has that range. Listen, she has that range. And I Yo, think as I well, to Aubrey's point that. about being dark skinned. For her to have this type of career, to be able to show this type of diversity in her acting Mm -hmm. as a dark-skinned Black woman, Mm -hmm. I think is just so amazing. Yep. So I just, I loved her. And I loved her being this, you know, kind of rat or die. She's an enforcer. Right? Like, and even around this, you know, woman's rights type thing, like she's an enforcer. Like, she, oh, you need me to do what? And then even seeing her die in a way that was honorable for a gangster. She I, love like a they had, I love that they she had a woman like a in that soldier. role. Yes, yes. And, and she, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like Snoop. Thank it's you. Like Snoop. And, it's, it's and there were multiple like times in this movie where I was thinking about stuff that I was giving the wire credit for as being like innovative. And I'm like, oh, clearly this movie did it first. And one of them was having a woman in that leadership role in the inner ring, you know, in the inner man. circle. Can and- we talk about the, um, man, and she was gangster too, like. So gangster. You know, like, Cause our first introduction when she brought, roll up and shot the uh, Rasta. And then, <laughs> man, uh, you know, G Buddy's like, that's a blow. When I tell place. you I wasn't expecting that, I said, like, oh. I thought they were just about to, you know, hey, you stop doing what you're doing. Hey, you would no stop taking my wood. Like, I thought that was what she shot him in the head. In front of people, so- right on the streets. In broad daylight. Broad daylight. daylight. The, also, there was Michael Michelle who played Selena Thomas. We had, um, and y'all, could, I couldn't believe Nick Ashford playing Reverend Oates. Okay. And, yeah. Then, yeah. and then they had some people in there being themselves. Like Keith Sweat was a singer. Fava Flav was a DJ. They had um, Troop in there being singers. Guy. Yep. Guy, you know. So and they, that's, you know, that spills us right over oh, into the cinematography. Seeing Gerald Levert was so like, oh, oh my gosh. Yo, I that, that. That, 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 that scene, that scene with them singing that acapella Ooh. while it's overlapped with the um, them taking over to Carter. And ah. you know what's, what's, what's so interesting to me about that song that I felt like is just so, so perfect. In that song, they're talking about how the love of money is the root of all evil. Thank you. But the song is used so often to speak to making money in a positive way. So it's 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 just uh it was the perfect song for this because yes. the song is about for the love of money, the bad you, stuff. You talk about all the bad stuff, but every time somebody wants to come out and be introduced and be seen as somebody who's making a lot of money. You hear that music, yeah, and it fills you with the emotion 
that they're trying to communicate, which is the exact thing that you're talking about with this movie. Because like, yes, Nino Bond is a sociopathic murderer, but <laughs> on some level, for a lot of the movie, you're rooting for the dude. You are, you are. It's crazy. It's just, that's just but, human nature. Yeah, man, and I will tell you guys, that part caught me off guard. Which one? I thought initially whenever um, they were having that meeting about what they were going to do, I thought that they were about to go into the white community and start selling to them and do that. When he started talking about that, I thought that that's what they meant initially. That's what my mind was drumming wait, up. Wait, 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 when they were talking about what? Like how they were about to expand and take Oh, oh you mean like over. in the car? At the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Got you, got you. And so I was like, oh, okay, you know, I was like, that's right. They're about to expand and probably, you know, make money out there. I, when I saw them taking over this apartment building with all black people and they were killing people, the man was outside naked. I was like, oh, oh, hold on. I didn't know that y'all were about to do that. And I was thinking to myself, how often are people in these situations where you don't have any, you're just a family. Mm. And they were going into people's apartment buildings, apartments, mm. kill, killing the men. They left the women and children okay. They were Not killing all the men. Of them. Everybody was getting down. So they, anybody well, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, getting yeah, away and, and, and again, that, that part of it was the part that was a little sensationalized. But to well, your I don't know. point, but to your it's point, sensation. well, what, what, what I'm saying is, is that yes, there, especially back then, I know that there were people who felt like straight up prisoners in their home. Like they're, you know, they, they couldn't go anywhere. They couldn't do anything. There are these people selling all of this. But I think that when we're talking about how this movie portrayed the, the point in time, that is how it was, especially yeah. back then. Because like when you showed them going into the party, which the music obviously was perfect. Yep. The, the clothes were all perfect the suits and that's that's what the 90s was about the 90s was about color and being and like we had this pride and like we wanted you know like we all had this kind of stuff like yeah. we had remember cross colors had uh, you know the red black and green whole color you know um clothing lines and mm. stuff and the thing was is that when you saw them coming into this party in the beginning it showed that there are plenty of people there who's just partying. Mm. So like, yes, Having you got these time. crazy, you know, guys, but they, you we're got just, these. We're living here. We then live there's here. Just people this who is just our living. lives. And so the, just how they show that, how they. Um, they they because, hold the complexity of community uh, so and then, and then yes. well and, and, in the entire movie. Even that very first couple of scenes where they're, um, the police are chasing Pookie, they're chasing him through a park, through a neighborhood. We see people living. He they had a mongoose bike, which was, everybody wanted a mongoose. Bro, I wanted, <laughs> to ask, wheels. I wanted to ask you about the, back to the music. There were so many songs on the soundtrack. I didn't know these songs came from the soundtrack. You know, there was I'm Dreaming, Christopher Williams, um, In the Dust, Two Live Crew, I Wanna Sex You Up, Color Me Bad. I mean, bro, I wanted, I was hoping you could speak to the music of this movie at that time, you know? 
and Queen Latifah was Jack on Swing. their mix. Yes, thank you, Guy with New Jack City. Um, you know. Well, that. Well, no, that's let, a type let, let of just, music. Let me just say this: New let Jack Swing this. is a type of music. Yeah, I know, but well, the Guy song on there was New Jack City, yeah, where they were embodying the New Jack Swing that they had introduced. And here's here's the thing that is so beautiful about this moment in time. The soundtrack was part of the movie. And yes, I know that, that yes. sounds just like, that sounds like, well, yes. of course. But what I mean it's by that is, no. people what don't I, understand. What I, what I mean by that is- Say it, bro. The soundtrack coming out, you were just as excited about that as the movie coming out. Woo. Because you wanted to know yes. who was on the soundtrack and you wanted to know how, like, Menace Society has one of my favorite soundtracks. Oh. Love, Love Jones. I mean, don't even start on Love Jones. I don't even listen. Let me tell you something. There are 30-year-old people walking around right now because of that Love Jones soundtrack. Yeah, I can yeah. tell you that. I can, know. I can tell you that much, and they don't even know. Listen, there's so, gonna be people who are gonna be 30, 30 years from now that are gonna be because of that soundtrack. Hello. That's it. Time but and so, so the good. so the the feel of every song just connects you in a different way. Mm -hmm. Because when you're seeing these songs that they're playing in the movie, and it's not just New Jack City, but in this specifically, these are songs that you would actually party to. Yep. So you gotta think like, I'm in, you know, this is 91. So I'm uh, just leaving middle school, but we even had middle school dances where yeah, you know, pay 50 cent, go to the dance. And like, they're playing the, oh. um, the, uh, the versions of the, you know, the clean versions of these songs and stuff that you end up partying to. So as yeah. the, so as the, um, the, the time moves on. So like, because now we're talking about 92 when I started college. I mean, uh, high school. When I started high school. And now I'm actually starting to go out and go to house parties and stuff like that. The thing is, is that you connect the feeling of walking into these. Dang, bro. So you started high school in 92? Yeah. Yeah, 92. I graduated in 96. So, so going into these situations. Yeah. It connects it even more. Cause like mm -hmm. Brittany said, you know, that that's look, that's my obviously everybody loves their, their high school time and all of that. But course. I'm saying but this is your I feel heyday. like I feel like yeah. I feel like it was a very mm -hmm. special time because yes. all, it was how fortunate. Could, how fortunate. And we, and we could go party and have fun without worrying about like we weren't worried about somebody recording us and it popping up 15 years later <laughs> and all that. Like all, we were just having to have your youth at that time, at we that were just particular having, time. Mm. I, I'm, I'm very, uh, because I do feel like it was the last generation that we were the last generation that had everything. We had the party music that we saw in this in this soundtrack, but you also had the romance. You also mm -hmm. had the raunch. You also had everything because, like, there was a, even the romance of that moment in time was was so important. Yeah. And I feel like because those songs, like, okay, back then, if you had if you were fortunate enough to have your own phone line, 
and you wanted to leave a message, <laughs> you always would, you know, you might pick a song, you'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna play a little bit of this song first. <laughs> and then I'm, yeah, you reach all They don't know. You reach all Tell them, no. Tell them on my see-through phone my seat and, and, and then you turn that music right back up and so re the point i'm trying to make is is that these songs that connect well. you into the movie mm. in a way that no because it's like yo whatever they're partying to i party to that song whatever um this guy's trying to uh, get romantic i played that song you know like and because of that, I mm. feel like it connected you in a way that mm. it was just unique for that time. Bro, so, bro, bro, I, you, go ahead, you saying that makes me think of um, the movie Queen and Slim. Um, mm. I feel like um, I can't, Lena Waithe was trying to bring that back to where you're in mm. love with the movie and you're also in love with the soundtrack. Mm. Yeah. Cause that, yeah, yeah. that I remember growing up and wanting to own the movie and have the soundtrack. You had to. Cause it was almost, it was a complete set. So That's it was what it, it was. It was, it was incomplete oh, otherwise. Yes. So it good. It was incomplete so otherwise. Good. Oh, I mean, so what, that was a part of the conversation of absolutely. Yep. Excuse me. Did you hear the soundtrack? Oh, you completely. Completely. Man. And, and, and I will go as far as to say all the movies that we're going to watch in this genre are going to have songs that obviously you're going to recognize. But I think that, um, and, and I think I going back, going back to the, uh, to the uh, soundtrack would also be good too. And y'all, I have to do something. I, I, I have been fighting it for the entirety of this for most of the podcast. I've been trying not to do what I'm about to do right now. But because we've started to talk to pinpoint where we were when all this was happening, I have to do this, which is to show another of our childhood photos. <laughs> and I don't know what specific year this is, but this has to be Aubrey. You must have been right going into high school. I feel like uh... just looking at you, this is this is your going into high school fro, I think. And I feel like No, 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 no. I feel like this fro. What year is this? Fully matured. I feel okay. like this is, this is Are you like in ninth or tenth this, grade? This I feel is like high this school. is a tenth grade. Aubrey is in high school. Okay. Yeah, Which because... would have been ninety-three, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that feels it, like a 93. That is, okay. So that means I was in, if it was, let's just say it's 93. I started middle you school were, in 93. Yeah. I started middle and school I, in 93. So I would have been, you know, like third, like 13 or, or what, what, how old are you? Ele okay, 11. Got it. 11. 11. You would have been 11. I would have been and 11. That means I was probably about seven or eight in this picture. So I have I look to more show seven. This this is basically yeah. how we looked around the time this movie came out. Janai, listen, 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 Janai, you don't have to try to force in a reason. You just wanted to pull this picture up. And I just want, I just want, it's a, it is around that time. And this uh, here, this, I feel like this shows us pretty good at the time because I look irritated. Janiah. <laughs> Janiah, like Janiah it, it took Janiah a long time to learn how to smile. She had a lot of difficulty learning how to smile. Yo. It was always natural for me and Brittany, but for Janiah, it didn't go well this, in this photo. 
<laughs> and this and it shows so well because <laughs> look how natural Girl, Brittany, hold on Brittany though, is them just edges a happy is laid, person. Janai's ex my baby hers. Look at my baby hers. Her baby hers. Her baby hers is late. Yo, baby hair. Y'all, we're running too long. We're running too long. We're over. Oh, my gosh. Let's wrap. Why didn't anyone brush up my edges? You know, Brittany, we couldn't keep sticking out. We couldn't keep your hair nice. I don't want you to blame us. Because we were in a constant state of fixing your hair. I don't know what you were doing. You could not Listen, keep it together. I knew since high school I was supposed to have locks. Locks knew that they were supposed to have me. Clearly. It took me a long time. It took Clear. me to 2015 to yeah. start them things. Y'all, we are so was, over. Was, we got to wrap. fried, dyed, and blow dried, laid to the side <laughs> for a lot Man. of years. Hot comb. All right, Hot let's wrap it up, G. Let's wrap. Let's wrap. Y'all, any other closing thought? I feel like we hit, we hit no, all no, the no. categories. We, 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 I mean, we, we could talk. Okay. Definitely for another Forever. hour. So let's, let's, let's bro, just... let us wrap. Bro, sis, does this movie get your leather African medallion necklace? <laughs> Kick us off, bro. That's all I got to say. Right That's there. a yes. <laughs> That's a yes. Yes. Yeah. I also will give this movie my African leather medallion necklace. 100%. Fist up, up Janai. You got, that's how we got it in. Put Look, your fist back up. I was pulling up my shirt. Like I that got, works. That I works. Just, I just happen to have laundry Wait. here that's been freshly washed. I don't have any. Medallion. Oh, I don't have any Janiyah, black Janiyah, around me right now. Janiyah, would you, would you, would you like me to make you mad real quick at the end of this podcast? Nothing would make me happier than to have another reason to be upset with you. Tell you, when I got my first medallion, one of my uh, non-melanated <laughs> friends came up to me and pointed at it and was like, that's reverse racism. All right. So I'm going to just let that We're sit done. there for you. <laughs> I just wanted to give Janiyah that to fuel her for the I rest of the day. I thought it was going to be at you, but I see, I see where it's directed. It's that, it's that society. It's, and that's where I like to be angry. So Brit, um, <laughs> it's society that's the foe. Uh, Man, I thought the words reverse racism get were your medallion. new. Is that old? Oh, the flippity, the yeah, flippity I, I, do, the attempt of the flippity I mean, do, the flippity do been around. Here's, 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 does it here's, get your medallion? Yes. Busher, do you does it get your medallion? Oh, this movie one thousand percent gets my medallion. Well, I that's do believe it. that New Jack City that's is it. a classic. Y'all, from the right perspective, New Jack City is a classic, a three medallion classic. And I just want to let y'all know we stopped talking, but we could have talked about this movie. We could, and we need to stop, but we listen. You know, but we could have went on. Now, because baby, I mean, to the dynamics we, we, of we the women in we this movie. Get, we didn't get into the dynamics of of uh, the female dynamics. There's we didn't so get into much. the drug deal, the drug addicts. We didn't get Listen. into we nope. didn't get into the performances of the drug addicts at oh. the drug anonymous meetings. We oh, the, into, uh, the who were telling their story of the Listen. There's so much. So and also get into, should watch it. I will say we didn't get into what's old uh, man? What's the old man's real name? Michael Paul. We didn't get into to the fact that Michael Cobb, Cicely Tyson, and Morgan Freeman were born old. These people have been old their entire lives. I love them. I feel like they've never, 
I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, it was passionate. I was like, his name talking about all these important points. And the girl's like, yeah, but you know what? They all was born. (laughs) I love Brittany. I would love to hear about why he named that character old man. Anyway, we gotta go, y'all. We gotta go. Yeah, what's our next? What's our next podcast? I think we should do a musical. Isn't it West Side Story, y'all? I think we kind of I'm down. Let's because I think we we haven't done that one yet. No. And I think it is a perfect follow to this because it's about those streets. It's about, Let me tell you but with pointed toes. With choreography. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it's a Bob Fosse was in the streets. I'm so, I love, I love, I love West Side Story. I'm and well, so that's excited. our next one. I'm not even waiting. I'm just going to go watch it right now. Yeah. Get ready, y'all, for the musical. I might watch it twice. <laughs> We're going to watch What's That Story. Well, let me tell you something. If y'all can't stomach us talking about like anything that's like racism or stuff like that, we cannot get in. Don't watch What's That Story because I'm going in. You know what, y'all? We may have to really think about theme outfits for yeah. that podcast. Anyway, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll Please to thank you for listening, y'all. <laughs> this has been The Right Perspective. Yay! Bye. Bye. <laughs>